Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast just a little bit of church every day home Bible study 21st Century Styles, we bring you a home Bible study and a little bit of church, a little bit of fun, a little bit of information. Hope you stick around for the entirety of the broadcast. We do have uh, some special things we're going to show you today uh, before we get into our study, but we want to make sure that we get all of our announcements in, so let's uh, get started on those. 
Remember, CAC Men's Meeting is going to be the first Monday of the month at 6 p.m., so all the men of CAC, come on out and be a part of those meetings. CAC Christmas Ornament Exchange will be Friday, December the 1st, 7 p.m. in the dining area of CAC. And CAC Daily iCast, we're going to be celebrating our 10th anniversary service That's right. We started back in 2013, and we're going to be celebrating 10 years of uh, what the Lord has done right here on CAC Daily iCast. And then we got our uh, Christmas program. That'll be December the 5th, I should say, is the uh, CAC 10th anniversary online celebration. That'll be Tuesday, December the 5th. Then a Christmas program at CAC is coming up Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And then we'll round out the year Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. That's right. It's our New Year's Eve celebration. Also, we do have our prayer requests. And as you can see, the list keeps growing of people that need um, some uh, a touch, healing, direction, provision whatever they have need of. We want to mention the uh, last few on the list, and we want to remember Justin Casey in prayer, Renee Stiltner in prayer. Let's remember uh, Kaisley Hinkle, Jake Dotson. Let's remember Franklin Keene family, Brian Charles family, Charlotte Vinzetta. Uh, Vainzettel, I'm sorry, Charlotte Vainzettel, Sharon, uh, Sandra, I don't know why I said Sharon, but Sandra K. Lester, and also Shane Hurley. Of course, you're seeing all the names, so those that I may have mispronounced or did not uh, do just right, you can see them on the list. So uh, that is uh, what's going on in our little part of the world. And uh, so remember those in prayer as you pray. And also, if you would like to uh, give your prayer request or praise report, you can call in at 606-282-4108, or you can email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to gather together on this platform to fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have the technology to be able to do this and the ability to be able to teach your word on a larger scale. We ask, Lord, that you would bless each and every one who is watching today. I pray that you would go into their homes and that you would Touch their bodies, those that are sick, those that need direction, those that need provision, whatever it is they need, Lord, that they will look unto you and they will acknowledge you as their Savior and provider and healer, and then they will serve you all the days of their life. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for all of those on the prayer list, all of those who are watching, all of those who will watch by way of on demand at a later time. I just pray, Lord, that you would get all the glory and all the praise. And, Lord, bless the broadcast today that it will touch hearts and lives. And as we study your word, that I will rightly divide the word of truth, expounding it line upon line and precept upon precept. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus 
we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us today on the broadcast. And uh, if you remember, uh, of course, uh, we talked about how the weather's changing. Well, the weather is a changing and uh, looks like that uh, it's going to just be a high of about 58 today. Looks like it's going to be mostly rain and uh, early in the day and throughout the day. And you'll see as I bring the map up of what we're talking about. And then tomorrow's going to be cooler. That's right. It's going to be cooler, 47 degrees. It's going to try to make a little bit of a rebound Thursday and Friday going to be 55 Thursday and Friday. So I guess we'll not get as cool as they suspected uh, because they were talking about possibly snow flurries and things like that. And if it does, it'll be in the night because the night drops down. Uh, I think Wednesday's going to be around 33 degrees. But tonight, it's just going to drop down to 44 so I think it'll be rain and no snow. So, yeah, we'll give a hand clap for that. Also, um, looking at our weather, we see that on our radar map, uh, we are experiencing uh, some, uh, you know, uh, snow. Uh, not snow, but rain. <laughs> Let me get back there on this because uh, uh, my... Computer is not uh, trying to uh, make the graphic in motion right now. It's going through a little bit of a a spinning wheel, and so uh, yeah, now I've got it coming in motion. It's just one of them things that uh, if you're not careful, if you push a button and it don't want to do something then it don't want to do something. But it is moving now. And you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, uh, we do have rain. But uh, if you notice, there's some clearing that is uh, right in here that uh, will be coming our way. So that uh, that may be what we get. But then again, look at this uh, this kind of area just all the way down into southern uh, Tennessee and northern Alabama and Georgia, and it's it's still pushing its way this way. So I guess uh, we could have rain off and on all day long. So that's what's happening in our little part of the world. But you remember I was telling you that uh, I went to my dentist, and, uh, and uh, while I was there, they asked me to appear in a commercial. Well... Uh, I had uh, some people at church uh, tell me Sunday that they saw me in a commercial, and then I just happened to see it yesterday. I contacted uh, the uh, guy who did the commercial, and uh, he sent me a copy of it. So I just want to let you listen to that right now and show you what commercial I was in for my dentist. So here we go. 
I have never experienced a dental visit like I had when I started coming here. I travel about two hours to get here. The staff here are so courteous and kind. Their technology is amazing. They have their own lab and that cuts down the wait time. I had every one of my teeth crowned. I am very happy with my smile. Here at Simpson Dental, they will treat you like family and you'll go home smiling and happy. There you have it. That was the commercial that was, uh, that was, uh, uh, done and they did a, a great job on that editing it. I told them to make me look good. And, uh, I was kidding the guy who did the video on from, uh, WSAZ TV. And, uh, I told him, I said, you made me look good. And he said, no, Dr. Mark did that. <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, appreciate, uh, all of those connections that we make. Uh, in fact, the guy that was um, doing the videoing was the one, he's the one that uploads our church program every Sunday. And so once he met me, he said, you sound familiar and you look familiar. And uh, once he found out that I do have a, a television broadcast, uh, we just started hitting it off like we'd known each other all of our life. And uh, he's just a great guy. So a big shout out to uh, Jeff Sandler uh, and uh, Sadler. I'm sorry, not Sandler, but Sadler. Uh, Jeff Sadler, uh, who is the creative services uh, for WSAZ TV. And uh, so, yeah, uh, big shout out to him and uh, Dr. Mark for asking us to be a part of that commercial. So, uh well, I'll sign autographs later. I know, I know. That's just a joke. Oh. I know. But anyway, uh, we uh, are glad that you've joined us today. Hope you are having a great day wherever you are from the East Coast, the West Coast, and around the world. We got our, uh, our scripture that we're reading. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. You ought to read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. Second Kings chapter 11. And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. And he was with her hid in the house of the Lord six years, and Athaliah did reign over the land. And the seventh year Jehoiada sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds with the captains and the guard, and brought them to him into the house of the Lord, and made a covenant with them, and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that ye shall do. A third part of you that enter in on the Sabbath shall even be keepers of the watch of the king's house. And the third part shall be at the gate of Sir, and the third part at the gate behind the guard. So shall ye keep the watch of the house, that it be not broken down. And two parts of all you that go forth on the Sabbath, even they shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord about the king. And ye shall compass the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hand. And he that cometh within the ranges, let him be slain. And be ye with the king as he goeth out and as he cometh in. 
And the captains over the hundreds did according to all things that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they took every man his men that were to come in on the Sabbath, with them that should go out on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. And to the captains over the hundreds did the priest give King David's spears and shields that were in the temple of the Lord. And the guards stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, round about the king, from the right corner of the temple to the left corner of the temple, along by the altar in the temple. And he brought forth the king's son, and put the crown upon him, and gave him the testimony. And they made him king, and anointed him. And they clapped their hands, and said, God save the king! And when Athaliah heard the noise of the guard, and of all the people, she came to the people into the temple of the Lord. And when she looked, behold, the king stood by a pillar, as the manner was, and the princes and the trumpeters by the king, and all the people of the land rejoiced and blew with trumpets. And Athaliah rent her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! But Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the host, and said unto them, Have her forth without the ranges, and him that followeth her kill with the sword. For the priest had said, Let her not be slain in the house of the Lord. And they laid hands on her, and she went by the way by the which the horses came into the king's house, and there was she slain. And Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people, that they should be the Lord's people, between the king also and the people. And all the people of the land went into the house of Baal, and brake it down. His altars and his images brake they in pieces thoroughly, and slew Matan the priest of Baal before the altars. And the priest appointed officers over the house of the Lord. And he took the rulers over hundreds, and the captains, and the guard, and all the people of the land. And they brought down the king from the house of the Lord, and came by the way of the gate of the guard to the king's house. And he sat on the throne of the kings. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was in quiet. And they slew Athaliah with the sword beside the king's house. Seven years old was Jehoash when he began to reign. Fifty degrees. Yeah, it's not bad outside. Just rainy. Just a dreary day here in East Kentucky. But nevertheless, fifty degrees is not bad. And uh, they was predicting we was going to get snow flurries and all that. But uh, looks like now we're just going to get rain. A little bit too warm. Well, uh, we do have something we want to take care of. And, of course, we asked the question, do you have a minute? Well, if you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalms 121 and verse 8 says, The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Isn't it good to know that the Lord will preserve you as you journey through life? The Greek word for preserve means the Lord will guard and protect you. He will be our watchman who watches over us. In a chaotic world, it's good to know the Lord is there to watch over us, keep us, 
and preserve us as we go about our day. One time, is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, to which Caesar did Jesus pay tribute or taxes? To which Caesar did Jesus pay tribute or taxes? taxes and all you got to do is go to the facebook page of cac daily click on the link it'll take you where you need to go and we'll have the results of that on monday's broadcast because we're not broadcasting the rest of the week due to thanksgiving holidays so we'll have the results on monday's broadcast and speaking of results Well, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. And yesterday's trivia question was simply this. It was, what did God offer Solomon in his dream? What did God offer Solomon in his dream? And out of those that participated, it looks like that 50% of you got it correct. And the correct answer, whatever he wanted. That's right. So 50% of you got it correct. And uh, thank you for participating in yesterday's trivia question. Today's trivia question, to which Caesar did Jesus pay tribute or taxes? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And as we said, we'll have the results on Monday's broadcast. Well, this would be a good time just to talk about uh, what uh, we're doing. And uh, we will be taking off the rest of the week due to the Thanksgiving um, uh, break. And so no broadcast Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. So keep that in mind. There is also no Bible study for Pikeville Apostolic Church tonight and no Wednesday evening Bible study at CAC tomorrow night. So keep all of that in mind because we don't want people showing up and uh, not having, you know, Bible study and church and things like that. And 
We usually call off church just a few times a year, but it's usually around holidays uh, because people are going out of town. Some people are coming into town, a lot of cooking going on, a lot of stuff happening. So we let people have family time, and that's why we call it family time and have that break is so you can spend time with family. So no daily iCast tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday, and we'll also be taking off that uh, week uh, of Christmas, and uh, we usually go from Wednesday to after New Year's uh, with a break, so keep that in mind, and that's coming up just next month. And we usually get about a little over 200 episodes in per year. And uh, by the time we reach December, December the 5th, celebrating our 10th anniversary right here at CAC Daily ICAST, we will have over 2,100 episodes. Yeah. Well, this is episode number 185 of this year, so we got to really get going to get our 200 episodes in. We need to get about uh, 15 more episodes in. You might say, that can be done easily. Well, yeah, it can, except for schedule changes and cancellations and taking off a week here and a week there, so we'll see how it all works out, but this is episode number 185. This is day number 325 of the year. That's right. We only have 40 more days left in this year. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, let's see if we can't do a little something. We we usually try to, you know, have a little bit of fun. Let's just see what happened on this day in history. Well, it was on this day in history that millions in 1980 tuned in to find out who shot J.R. I know. That was the talk of the town back in 1980 on this day in history. Well, did you know that it was in 1877 that Thomas Edison announces his invention of the phonograph. Well, let's see. In 1783, men fly over Paris in a hot air balloon. It was in 1864 that President Lincoln allegedly writes to mother of Civil War casualties and let's see 1916 oh this is a sad situation Britannic sister ship to the Titanic sinks in the Aegean Sea there you go that's what happened 1776 George Washington orders General Lee to New Jersey That's what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by History.com.
Well, you know, sometimes uh, we just get a little bit of uh, time on our hands when we're on schedule doing everything that we should. And, uh, well, we're, we're kind of doing that today. We're on schedule. We still got about four minutes before we take our break. And just wanted to let you know, for those of you that were curious about the commercial that I told you I was in, and uh, here's what it looks like. I have never experienced a dental visit like I had when I started coming here. I travel about two hours to get here. The staff here are so courteous and kind. Their technology is amazing. They have their own lab and that cuts down the wait time. I had every one of my teeth crowned. I am very happy with my smile. Here at Simpson Dental, they will treat you like family and you'll go home smiling and happy. And that was uh, the commercial they did at my dental office. And uh, some people at church had told me that they had seen that commercial and uh, was telling me about it. And then uh, I hadn't seen it until yesterday. And the actual uh, TV station sent me a copy of that to let me view it. So I just let you have a sneak peek on it. And uh, if you're Need a good dentist? I can recommend one. No, he's not paying me to say that. I'm just helping him out by just uh, telling how good a job he did for me. And uh, so uh, if you want uh, to, uh, you know, find a good dentist and it's worth the drive, I drive two hours to uh, visit. But uh, if you want to uh, find a good dentist, well, Go to Dr. Mark at Simpson Dental, Charleston, West Virginia. Well, let's see what else we got that we can throw in here. Let's try to get our 60, little 60 minute. It's called the Commonwealth Minute, 60 seconds, I should say. It's called the Commonwealth Minute, not 60 minutes. Here we go. Richard Nelson, Executive Director. Looks like it's going to take its time. Here we go. Maybe. Maybe it's going to. There we go. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. We continue to learn new things about the effects that the COVID shutdown had on certain groups. This time, it's kindergartners. According to a new report by the Kentucky Youth Advocates, kindergartners weren't prepared to learn how to play together. Even though they had story time on Zoom, it took away from social interactions that four- and five-year-olds have with other kids in their peer group. The report is not entirely negative. There was a 2% increase in fourth-grade reading proficiency. Also, 91% of Kentucky students are graduating on time. And we We've learned a lot from what happens to a society that's locked down. Perhaps next time a public health concern emerges, issues like isolation and lack of social interaction will be taken into consideration. In the meantime, we'll continue to learn and adjust just as the kindergartners are doing in Kentucky. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. You know, that is one of the concerns that they had is what kind of effect it's going to have on kids in school and, uh, well, college and all. 
Well, let's see if we can't take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, and people can watch them on their own time frame. Don't touch that any key. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. Glad you've joined us for today's study. We're studying in the 13th chapter of Revelation, and we started uh, in in the first few verses, and we're just going to recap that and kind of break those down verse by verse. And so uh, let's get started as we uh, look at in uh, the word of the Lord. This is Revelation chapter 13 and verse number one. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven horns, having seven heads and 10 horns. I'm sorry, seven heads and 10 horns and upon his horns, 10 crowns and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And uh, I want to uh, just kind of uh, stop right there because I want us to just uh, jump in here and kind of break it down, and we'll go through uh, verse uh, by verse and try our best to get as much as we can. Uh, as we said, some, some of the um, uh, word is symbolism, 
and we have to connect that symbolism with something natural. So hopefully we can do that today. And of course, if there's something that cannot be connected clearly, uh, we'll just say this is what the word of the Lord says, or I will give a comment. Maybe this is what most scholars believe. But um, with that said, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is going to be lesson number 1,119. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you blessed us to be gathered here today, that you have allowed us to meet with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray that you would bless us to be able to expound the word fully today, rightly dividing the word of truth. And Lord, I pray if we misquote, misrepresent, or um, do anything that does not clarify your word, that we ask forgiveness and that you would help us to make it uh, correct. And Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we want you to get honor out of our life. Bless each and every one who is watching today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Well, um, when we read in verse number one, uh, John has a vision of this beast uh, rising up out of the sea. Now, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, that the verse just begins to talk about how that uh, he stood on the sand of the sea. Now, most people like to take vacations and go to the ocean. Uh, they like to go to the beaches and all these things. Uh, back in in John's day, if you will, in biblical days, um, the um, the sea. Uh, was not an attraction. It was either a place of business, uh, commerce, fishing, uh, is a place of business, or it was just a, a, a way to get from one area to another. But the overall, I guess, view of the sea uh, was, um, was fear of it. They, they thought of it as something that one scholar said that they thought of it as, as a wild, untamed, frightening place. A wild, untamed, and frightening place. Well, that's kind of what it is today. You know, you go on vacation, you go to the beach, and it is wild, and it is uh, untamed, and it is sometimes frightening. Uh, but that wasn't what John was talking about. He was talking about this beast that was rising up. And uh, this beast had, uh, and I want to bring us back to verse 1, this beast that he saw rise up, and notice where it's coming from, out of the sea, out of the sea. So uh, looking at um, at this um, view uh, as a whole, the Jewish people in biblical times regarded the sea as a frightening place. While ancient Israel under Solomon had a navy, Hiram, the king of Tyrus, supplied the sailors. Because ancient Israel was wary of the sea. And it was a figure and a type, if you will, of evil and chaos. And so when this beast starts rising up out of the sea, we see that this beast is rising up out of a place of um, chaos, uh, all sorts of uh, evil. 
That's right. He's rising up out of all sorts of evil. And then we see that this beast has seven heads, seven heads. And that's important to know because uh, we'll, we'll kind of break it down. But did you know that um, um, I want to just read just a few verses talking about, we was talking about how the, the sea was viewed as a, a wild, untamed, scary place, a place of evil, uh, kind of unknown to uh, a lot of people. We find in Psalm 74, verses 12 and 13, For God is my king from of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your strength. You broke the heads of the sea serpents in the water. Talking about evil, talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, evil uh, people. And uh, and then again in Psalm 89, verse 8 and 9, Lord God of hosts, who is mightily, or who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you steal them. In Isaiah 57 and verse 20. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose water cast up mire and dirt. So we see that throughout the Bible, there's been references to evil people, unruly people, people that are rising up for uh, evil purposes. uh, That uh, is in reference and a type and a shadow, just like we're seeing this beast rise up out of the sea. So this beast has seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of what? Blasphemy. So we know this beast is not out for good. It's not going to be a good thing. This beast is rising because evil is rising. Have you ever noticed how in our day evil seems to be on the rise? We have carjackings, killings, kidnappings, uh, uh, you know, uh, murders. Uh, even our major cities, they tell you not to go out uh, after, after dark or after 10 o'clock. I remember the first time that I ever had anybody tell us that we was visiting someone in the hospital and it was in a in a larger city, and they said, uh, don't go out to the parking garage after 10 o'clock because if you do, uh, you could be attacked, you could be robbed. Uh, there's all sorts of bad things can happen to you. So uh, we know that evil is on the rise, and so we see that this beast is rising up out of the sea. Now, When he saw this beast rising up out of the sea, a place that's identified, if you will, with with a lot of scholars as the sea being uh, rising up out of with evil and chaos, coming against God, resisting God, coming against God's people, uh, trying to create all sorts of chaos. Um, This this is something that... um, I think John explained it the best he could, uh, and in, in a good way, uh, really, because it was a beast, and a beast is always something that is 
out for destruction, out for destruction. So that beast represents destruction, evil, and all of this, and it's coming up out of the sea, rising up out of evil, you know. So we begin to see that John calls him a beast and not a dragon, and the word translated beast here in the Greek has the idea of a wild, dangerous animal, a wild, dangerous animal. Now, uh, this beast has seven heads and ten horns. Uh, Though the beast is distinct from the dragon in Revelation 12, he is still closely identified with him. That's why you hear these these identifications uh, closely related and mentioned together. Uh, He's not the dragon, uh, but he is... He's like him. Uh, and any creature with seven heads would be hard to kill. Because if you killed one head or you know cut off one head, you still got uh, six heads uh, keeping the beast alive. So uh, what this represents is evil that's going to rise up that is going to be hard to resist or destroy, hard to resist or destroy. And that beast rising up is is rising up out of evil, going to have evil intents, destructive purposes, uh, going to try to destroy and cause chaos, all of these things. And we see that uh, this, this beast with 10 horns has power. Now, uh, you know, the biblical imagery of horns express strength and power. Grab hold of the horns of the altar. It means strength and power. Uh, the horn of my salvation, the strength of our salvation is Jesus. So we see that horn in the Bible represents strength, and it also represents uh, power. Now, if you see a beast with 10 horns, that means it has power. It has power. It has strength. So keep that in mind. That's why the horns are mentioned. You know, sometimes people say, well, the horns just represent the devil. No, the horns represent strength and power. So, So this evil beast that is rising up out of the evil of the day and being, if we could say it this way, fueled by the evil of the day, Satan himself, then being fueled in that evil intents and destruction and chaos has power and strength represented by the horns. Okay? Now, the likeness that we see uh, is just one of the things that identifies this beast with one popularly known as the Antichrist. The word Antichrist only appears in the Bible five times, but in in four verses, 1 John 2 and 18, 1 John 2 and 22, 1 John 4 and 3, and 2 John verse number 7. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18, it's a good example. Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, 
With this, John referred to an individual who has captured the imagination of many people who don't even know the Bible. But many are ignorant about this person called the Antichrist except what they have learned from rumors, movies, whatever. And, and what's the danger of this? The danger of this is the Antichrist's character and personality um, is going to be alluring unless you know the Bible. That's why you need to read your Bible. It is a fascinating book. It'll keep you from following the wrong people, the wrong uh, group, the wrong ideology the wrong religion. It'll keep you from following that. And one of the things that I think is important to point out here is when this uh, beast rises up and it's going to be connected politically and all of these things, be careful. I just want to inject a warning here. Be careful of how much you uh, praise a politician, or a leader. Be careful, because if we're not careful, charismatic people can draw people to go down the wrong road. People that have a personality or people that do great things. Uh, I just you know, don't want to get into politics right now. don't want to talk about uh, one politician or the other. But it's almost like people are sometimes mesmerized. And you say, well, how can somebody follow the beast? How can somebody follow uh, Satan? How can somebody follow something that's so evil, rising up out of evil, having evil intents and power and strength? How can people follow that? It's simple because we see it every day. People follow that which is appealing which they think connects them to somebody. You know, we have to just be careful as the people of God that we keep Jesus as our Savior, our Lord, our God, King of kings and Lord of lords. We have to make sure that we don't fall victim into following the wrong people, the wrong group, just because they're popular or just because they do something. You know, I've heard people say, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta vote for that politician because, man, they got us some roads, or they, they paved this, or they did this." And and I'm thinking, well, what's their moral stance? Do they have the ability to make laws that may affect us as Christians? Then you got to be careful. But I don't want to get on politics. I want to just kind of throw that in there because. John referred to an individual who has captured the imagination of many people, some who don't even know the Bible, but many are ignorant about this person called the Antichrist, except what they have heard or saw or learned from some source. Um, we can understand what Antichrist means by just simply breaking down the word Antichrist. Antichrist means against Christ. It means the opposite of. So this Antichrist is the opposite of Christ. 
The Antichrist is just simply opposite. We find that most people have focused on the idea that the Antichrist is anti or against Christ. And this has made them think that the Antichrist will appear as a supremely evil person. And uh, he'll go around doing bad. As much as uh, Jesus' character and personality was beautiful and attractive, the Antichrist character and personality will be repulsive because it's going to be full of evil and lies. And that's what you have to understand also is that this is going to be uh, a, um, a person that is full of lies and, and is going to um, take and, uh, and, and speak lies and, and uh, emphasize lies. And the Antichrist will uh, be uh, more of a, a, an appealing liar. Could I say that? An appealing liar, someone who is attractive because of their uh, you know, maybe their uh, demeanor or maybe their accomplishments or something like that and will draw people. But it's going to be all lies. Haven't we seen the rise of lies today? It seems like that, that uh, it's hard to get truth from people. It's hard to get truth from the, from the president down. It's hard to get truth from people. People that come to church, you have to really uh, know, dig down to find if they're telling you the truth or not. I told somebody the other day, I said, it's a shame you have to doubt everybody and everything that everybody says until you find out it's truth. But people become so loose with, with lying that, that they just tell lies. Some people say they come, uh, become loose with the truth, but they actually become loose in lying. It just seems like that uh, that lies are on the rise. Well, that's what the Antichrist, he, he's going to lie to the people. He's deceiving them by lies. And you remember uh, scriptures, and uh, you'll read your Bible, it's a fascinating book, uh, talking about they'll believe a lie and be damned. We have to be careful what we believe, who we follow, what attracts us. I'd like to just ask a question, and maybe you can write some notes. Maybe you can write some notes. What attracts you to Jesus? What attracts you to church? Now, you may have several reasons, and some of them may uh, be uh, things that are not harmful, but maybe things that uh, could be uh, said, if that's the only reason you go, you're going for the wrong reasons. It's like, well, you know, got some great music or they got some good singers. Well, that's good. I mean, nothing wrong with good singers and great music. But don't just be drawn to a church because of great music and singing. We have to know the word. And if a church is preaching and teaching the word, then that's the church you want to be in. If a church lifts up the only name that can be named that heaven and earth is going to bow to, that every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, when you lift up that name, that's a good church to be in. But be careful of all of these 
people that draw people away from church to church, from place to place. Oh, I know people that have drawn people from a good church to to go to a church because it's just got better music and all of this. And some people says, oh, I want to go to a big church. And so they find them a big church to go to. Uh, nothing wrong with going to a big church. Nothing wrong with going to a church that sings and has good music. But don't let that be what draws you. Because if that's what draws you, then you're missing the point of what's being preached and taught. We must always understand, is the Bible being taught? Is Jesus being exalted, worshipped, praised? That's the church you want to be in. Well, as we come to a close today, I want to just uh, talk just a little bit about John speaking of the Antichrist and many Antichrists. He said that the spirit of Antichrist uh, is is already in the world. It's already working. And one day it will come to a culmination of what John saw in the Antichrist, who will lead uh, humanity in an end-time rebellion against God. Tell me how that happens. i tell you how it happens. People believe lies. They, they like popularity. They like to be connected. They like to have people that can do things for them personally, and that becomes their draw. And the next thing you know, the world is starting to follow the Antichrist. You say, oh, I wouldn't do that. Well, these little previews that John gives us into seeing how the world is because evil's rising up out of the sea, this beast, which means he's there to destroy, devour, cause chaos, mislead, deceive, and all these things. He's rising up out of the sea, which means rising up out of, if we could look at it as a type and shadow of evil. We all know the Antichrist, he's not coming for good. He's not coming to help people get closer to Jesus. He's coming to deceive, destroy, devour, and cause people to be lost. Well, with that said, I do want to close. We'll, we'll open up um, on Monday uh, with, with this um, study again and, and just kind of dive a little deeper. But uh, I want us to uh, go to the Lord in prayer because I feel that sometimes when we study these things, we need to also pray about these things. Help us to understand it, Lord. Help us to uh, see clearly the picture of this beast rising up out of the sea, knowing that it may have power, it may have strength, it may have even charisma, and it may be able to draw people and get people to follow it. But Lord, help us to understand that we need to follow you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Lord, you're so good to us. You have shown us your word. We understand there's a lot of things coming upon this world. We understand evil is rising up. We understand that lies are running just in the street rampant. 
and people are being misled from your word, being misled from serving you. They're being drawn unto all sorts of charisma and other reasons. But Lord, I just pray that you would help us all to stay steadfast with our eyes on you. That we will worship you, follow you, and not be distracted by the evil of the day. And we know that the evil of the day is going to be disguised. Wolves in sheep's clothing. People that appear to be good, but underlying is evil. Help us, Lord, just keep focused on you. Thank you for the word today. I pray that I have rightly divided the word of truth. If I have not, Lord, forgive me and help me to correct it. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed the teaching session today. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. Revelation is a is a book that if you break it down, the symbolism doesn't become a stumbling block. The symbolism lets you see what John was describing, just like this, this beast. We all know that a beast is not uh, uh, something weak. It's not something uh, that's easily uh, defeated. Uh, and so when he saw this beast, he saw power, he saw authority, he saw uh, even unity to a certain extent. And uh, then uh, we see that people are deceived by the Antichrist. Uh, Antichrist is always going to try to appear to be good, appear to be Jesus, appear to be righteous, and appear to be uh, you know, what you need to, to do. But if we're not careful, even in our day-to-day, the spirit of Antichrist is working in our day-to-day, trying to lure people away from standing for the word, living holy, living separate, dedicating their life to the Lord. And, and the Antichrist spirit starts drawing people away, deceiving and lying to them. Well, you know, I don't want to keep beating on that drum and have people say, well, all y'all talk about is separation from the world and all this. Well, it is. It is. But we also need to understand why do we keep mentioning it? Why do we keep going over it? Because we're living in that day when the, the Antichrist spirit is out there pulling, deceiving, and people that many good people that, that uh, you know, are following some religions and some groups and some people. Uh, they're following their they're following their way to path of destruction and eventually rejection by the Lord. So let's follow Jesus. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running, and the question is to which to which Caesar? Did Jesus pay tribute or taxes? To which Caesar did Jesus play, pay tribute or taxes? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. Remember, no Bible study tonight at PAC. No Bible study tomorrow night at CAC. And 
for all the rest of the week right here at CAC Daily ICAST. Our next service will be Sunday morning. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving, a safe and happy Thanksgiving from all of us right here at CAC Daily ICAST. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.